to the Wolves Within podcast. I know it's once again been quite some time since I did an episode, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone out there who supported me so far. And I want to reiterate that when either talking about these issues or putting yourself on the internet, it takes an immense amount of energy to sit down, tell yourself that you're going to record something, and then post it to the internet knowing that the entire world can look at it and judge you and judge your content, etc., etc., etc. Plus, normally the things I talk about themselves are exhausting. So I just want to start out, like I said, thank everyone for all the support that I've gotten so far. There's a lot of love out there. There really is. And I've been trying to be a lot more mindful in my own life to make change where I can make change in the moment. And I've noticed that the universe has been giving me more and more opportunities to do that. So, although it is exhausting to talk about these things and, you know, sometimes we can feel a bit hopeless, in reality, this is all about the entire whatever you want to call it, truth or movement, star seed movement, you know, you get in, like, I ju- I'll talk a little bit today about the book that I just read, uh, The Law of One, the, uh, what is it, um, the, see, I can never get it right, um, all right, so I actually had to pause there to think about it for a minute, yeah, it's, uh, The Raw Material, The Law of One, N, he, Ra uses A-N for as if H is a vowel, which who knows, maybe it is, but N, humble messenger of the law of one. So the book, for me personally, answered questions that I've had, that I've been looking for, that I've been searching for, scouring the internet for all these years, all the rabbit holes I went down. Could have all not that they should be avoided. I, you know, the universe did what it, the universe did. I did it for a reason. There are no mistakes, but it, the book is basically the carrot at the end of the stick that I've been chasing for at least ten years. You know, and I actually I was watching. Um, I got some tea here. Um, I was watching. What's her name? Liz Crokin. And she is a journalist, mainstream media journalist. Now mainstream media turned against her. So they say that she's uncredited, which she worked in the mainstream for decades. So that's a lie. But anyway, so I finally got down and watched the documentary Out of Shadows. And Out of Shadows focuses on why things happen the way that they do in our society. And one of the points that I've wanted to make on the podcast, I've been having a lot of times randomly throughout my day. And something I just cannot wrap my head around is why... So let's just jump into the... the, I don't know what reality is these days. It's kind of like a dream state, in my opinion. Like everyone's just kind of like floating around. They don't really know what they're doing, there's no real spirituality on 
the planet. Not that there's none. It's just as a whole, as in mass, there's not much spirituality out there. And I don't, I don't, just a disclaimer, I don't care what your background is. I don't care who you pray to or what you believe in. At the end of the day, it's about doing good things and good deeds, period. And, and a lot of things in the raw material were brought up that made me understand why I've always had this Christianity religion at arm's length thing is because our religions have been hijacked. But these, these are all things that we can talk about later. I want to go back to my original point. My original point is this. So why is it, now mind you, I went to the University of Illinois. I sat down and, you know, paid lots of money to hear people with doctorates tell me what to think. And one of the things that a lot of the times, especially because I, you know, I studied political science, so a lot of the times these people, they'll take pride, if you will, in the fact that when you sit down and you get ready to take your first class in, in whatever subject that they're teaching, the first thing they'll say is, all right, I want you to take everything you learned in high school and throw it away. And everyone's like, oh, man, why is that? Why is that? Yeah, well, that was all lies, and now I'm about to tell you the truth. Now, what I always find ironic about that statement is why is it that we're fed, and this is every mainstream university in America, I guarantee it, you're fed that the government has done nothing but lie to you your entire life, but somehow, by some miracle, they're not lying anymore. <laughs> like, it's all different now. It's all changed. They're all good. They're all great people now. It's all squared away. They're all, now they have your best interests in mind. Now it's about helping humanity. And it's not about just blind power. I, I don't really understand it. And it, it freaks me out when people can understand the, the atrocities that governments have done. And for some reason, turn around later in life and think that somehow that's all swept under the rug. That's all a clean slate. Let's move on. And one of the biggest things, one of the biggest challenges that I've had in my life, and I think especially Australia, for that matter, as a whole, I, I, I don't think Western society respects our elderly very much at all. And we can get into the coronavirus stuff and why they targeted the nursing homes, but, I mean, I think it was fi almost 50% of all deaths in New York were from nursing homes, so, you know, that's pretty creepy, man. That's <laughs> That seems like a lot more than a coincidence to me should we ask google the definition of coincidence hey google hey google what's the definition of coincidence what's the definition of coincidence here is the definition from coincidence a remarkable concurrence of events or circumstances without apparent causal connection i don't know why they're using german google for me right now guys but that's what we're gonna have to use oh restate just in case people didn't understand a remarkable a remarkable concurrence of events or circumstances without apparent casual connection the fact of corresponding in nature or in time of occurrence now you can look at that any way you want in my opinion <laughs> but it's right there in the definition a remarkable when in a definition in the dictionary do you start with remarkable? That seems like, to me, personally, divine. 
intervention. That's coincidence. There are no coincidences. Like the raw material states, there are no mistakes. There only is. And there's infinity, really. So there's timelines of you that aren't you. There's timelines of you that are successful. There's timelines of you that are dead. There's timelines of you that are, I don't know, every, every possibility that you can think of. Which is one of the interesting things that is in the cartoon Rick and Morty to me. I've always been fascinated with that cartoon because of some of the psychological, theoretical aspects of it. It's not, it's not a cartoon. Like, there's stupidity in the cartoon, but there's also depth and layers. Now, to say that this last season has depth and layers, I don't know about that one because I feel it pretty lacking, but... You know, what are you going to do? That's what happens. People make a lot of money on something, and then they don't put the same kind of effort into it. They're too busy doing other stuff. But that being said, there's episodes of that show that have really changed the way I, I, I think. But anyway, my point was what? I was getting to the, I was alluding to the fact that we don't take care of our elderly. Why? Because for some reason, society has it Im embedded in us that. The elders are somehow different than you. And this is always a fascinating concept to me. Because why do humans struggle so much with the concept that you're going to get old? You are going to die. Now, maybe I wouldn't have this opinion had I not deployed. But I feel like most people out there, if they were to really accept meditate and philosophize on life they'd be able to accept the fact that hey man nothing's really that serious at the end of the day it's about living your best life remembering those who have touched yours and you know just being a positive influence on the universe but you know that's a lot of the short-sighted self-obsessed you know, always chasing happiness mentality that we're, I'm not even going to say spoon-fed, but it's, it's shoved down our throats from a very young age. And one of the, that was one of the concepts that I actually enjoyed from that. Because I, now to give you more backstory, I mean, I've been studying conspiracy theories, which by the way, the CIA made that word up. But I've been studying these theories. I like truth or theory. That's what I like calling them. I've been studying truth or theories now for... Almost 20 years, yeah, man, because I'll be 32 next year, geez. Um, anyway, uh, when I was real young, I, like, here's more backstory. So I used to be, I am a registered Democrat, actually. I'm not even used to be. I am a registered Democrat. I've donated to Democrat political campaigns. Uh, my family's Democrat. I grew up watching Michael Moore documentaries, reading his books. I even had a blog for a little while on, was it MySpace? I think I, I think I promoted it on MySpace, but I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it was like a sub, sub forum of MySpace that I used to post those things on. But I was like 12 years old, and I was like posting about gun control and, you know, Fahrenheit 9-11 or 451 no yeah it was Fahrenheit 9-11 I think the movie that he made that he put out in the theaters about like all the monetary ties between the Bushes and 
you know, the Saudis and where the incentive would have been to blow up the towers. And, like, I, I give Michael more credit. Out of, out of everything he's done, I feel like that was the biggest, that was the furthest he had to put himself out there in his entire career, and he did it anyway. Up until, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but Michael Moore did a documentary about uh, renewable energy, and lo and behold, renewable energy is not so renewable. The metals that have to be mined to produce any of that renewable technology is like a hundred times worse than if you were to just burn some coal or burn some natural gas or, you know, crude oil, whatever. So it's, <laughs> that's, to me, so this is what I'm trying to wrap my head around all the time is like, Who's on whose side? And I, I always thought when I was younger that, like, oh, it's all the Republicans. They're all warmongers. And then I made a switch, and I became center-right. And then I thought, oh, well, it's all the left, and they're hijacking culture. And they want to, you know, sell us renewables so all their billionaire friends can even get more rich. And then, but, like, the truth is somewhere in the middle there. The, tr the truth is that Democrats and Republicans vote for war. The truth is, is that Republicans make tons of money when you don't invest in renewables and Democrats make tons of money when you invest in renewables. So either way, you're feeding the same monster, really. So then I boil it that down to, well, all right, well, what's the best for society at the moment? And me personally, I consider myself an environmentalist that doesn't believe in climate change. Like, do I believe that we have an adverse effect on the planet? Of course. Do I believe that there's a system, what do they always, what do they call it? What's the wording that they use? The exist, they call it an existential crisis. No, I do not think it's an existential crisis that will kill me, my family, and all the ones that I love in 10 years. Because this is the funny thing about it. When I was studying the UN reports from 2014, when I was at the University of Illinois, they were saying we would all start dying by now. They said 2020, man. 2030, it would be fire in the skies, <laughs> you know, tornadoes and this and that. And me personally, I do think that one of the reasons why the Extinction Rebellion's gotten so culty is because a lot of people that lean left don't have religion. And that's because of the whole split of, well, okay, you know, I like... The idea of Christianity, but I'm not going to tell someone that's gay that they're sinning. Or, you know, oh, I like the ideas of Judaism, but I'm not going to tell someone that they're going to hell because they ate some shrimp. And this is, this is, the raw material really, really, really opened my eyes on that one and showed that the elite society on earth that has basically hijacked all these concepts that extraterrestrials have already given to us, They've made it so that they own the religions. They own everything. They've made, they've tainted everything that was good and turned it into something that serves them. And, yeah, that, there's been some creepy rumblings about Pope Francis, and I've been doing my own research on exactly, you know, how the church was formed and stuff like that, and I can tell you right now, if Jesus Christ were alive, I think he'd have a hard time believing that we should have one guy on the planet that apparently is the 
perfect representative and I mean pretty much a channel, a channel of God. That's what they consider themselves. They consider themselves the basically the Jesus Christ representation on earth. And when was the last time like the church has how much money? The church has how much land? Yeah, they do some charitable things and they help people out here and there. But most of the work that's done by the church is done by volunteers. It's not done by people that are getting paid. And I grew up in a, you know, well, our house was in a nice area, but my school wasn't in a great area. I mean, I went to Catholic school, and they, the diocese never, ever, 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 ever gave our school money. We always had to have fundraisers. We had to have fundraisers once a year, and this is no lie, to fix the boiler and keep it alive every year. Because you obviously need to have heat in winter. And the diocese never shelled out a dime. Now you look at these cathedrals all over the world and how much gold and silver and silk and lacing. And it's just, there's, there's tons of money in the coffers of the church. And they're going to tell us that, well, we don't really have that to help you out. Get out of here, man. They did that because they didn't, they, we weren't a diocese that they cared about. Had that have happened in a better socioeconomic diocese, it would, have, it would have been different. Anyway, I don't know why I'm ranting about religion and whatnot. Really, my, my initial point was that I'm trying to explain why it's detrimental to, to look at history and see it as an us and that was them. Like, oh, this is us now. Like, I got news for you, all right? Your phone that you love and you think is just, oh, so technologically advanced, a hundred years from now, if you show them that phone, people would laugh at you. You're not special. You're not sophisticated. And how, how many years has humanity gone calling itself the golden age of man? I have news for you. Every Day is a golden age of man. Now you can argue, oh, well, the invention of lasers and the invention of the internet and the invention of radar and, you know, the industrial revolution. Yeah, I'm tracking. I got it. I understand. I'm not arguing that those things didn't improve life exponentially. What I'm trying to explain is that for people that constantly have such a negative, disgusting opinion about, like, for example, let's go into the culture wars that are going on in the United States right now. And you have people calling people like George Washington and um, uh, Thomas Jefferson and all these other main, you know, huge, huge, huge political leaders of the United States of America jumping on the bandwagon and calling them racist. Like, I, I just wholeheartedly believe and I think I've spoken about this in another podcast, is that, one, I think the people that are obsessed with race are the racists. Two, I think it's ironic because a lot of people that are, let's say, people of color running around calling all white people racists, I believe the universe has a sense of humor and that those people were probably slave owners back in the day. And then three, it's easy to judge them for their moral actions. What? 200 years later than it is to, to humble yourself and realize 
had I have been in that situation, I may have acted differently. I may have made a bad decision or a poor choice or whatever, whatever. And to just chalk Jefferson up to this inherent racist, I think is just so lazy. I mean, you could do this with any past event in human history. Any of them. It's always, it's, it's, it, the, you are the exact same as them. There's no difference. The only difference is that you come from a place of more convenience and more of your life is taken care of for you. So therefore you can focus on other things that they couldn't focus on. The only people who were afforded the time to philosophize in the 1770s would have been very wealthy very prominent, very well-connected men. And I suppose women if you're royal. So it's not surprising to me that there was an inherent us first them, we're better than them, blah, blah, blah. And let's not forget, there's a lot of things with the Constitution and Declaration of Independence don't know. One of the things was is that they fought over that wording, all men are created equal, for quite some time. And I wholeheartedly think that the people that were pro that statement knew that a hundred years from then it was going to be a big deal. It was going to be huge. And it would have had the political momentum to actually be challenged in the public court. Whereas in 1770, people were too busy. Imagine what your average day would have looked like in 1770. I mean, you would have spent. 80% of your day just doing things to make sure that you survive the next. And then some downtime when you're eating and stuff like that, and maybe having a few beers talking about revolution, but you know, 80-90% of your day was spent just worrying about the next day. But anyway, so that being said, I, I, I think that point's very important to make because I want to keep harping on that. Is I, I really want to get rid of this whole us versus them mentality in history. And I also want to do it with, and I might as well since I'm already on this point, is I want to do the same thing with conspiracy theorists. Conspiracy theorists, for some reason, think that they're inherently better than people who aren't. And I understand there's a lot of frustration tied into, you know, people not seeing what you're seeing or even being open to looking at the evidence that you've looked at. But if everyone had that attitude of, oh, well, all the sheeple are stupid, then who would have helped you? Who would have who woken you up? A lot of the time, a lot of these prominent figures out there that make these documentaries and shed light on these issues are people that have an, in, an inherent faith in the ability of humanity to evolve. And I think it's very easy to get caught up, especially with how corrupt the mainstream media is. I mean, if we can get humanity to agree by the year 2030 that the mainstream media is literally garbage and not worth watching... I'll, I'll die happy. Hopefully I'll die happy anyway, but I'm just saying. It's, uh, that's, it, it, to me, that is the number one issue on the planet. Getting this poison 
out of our minds. Because by law of one, and they mentioned this in the raw material, is that because of infinite possibility, kind of like Rick and Morty, if you fantasize about something enough, you are helping create that reality. And this, to me, way before I read the raw material, goes back to quantum physics. So if you don't know, there's no such thing as linear time. There's only what's called, they, I think they call them quantum pops or something like that. But anyway, time can be reduced to its smallest form at what's called the Planck's constant of time. Okay, it's an extremely, extremely, extremely small number. Okay, it's like 10 to the minus 46 or something. I, I don't, I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. Don't think I have all the answers. But I know it's, it's, it's a ridiculously small number. And the way it's always been explained to me is that time is not linear. It's more of moments in time being expressed over and over and over and over and over. So Ra, a lot of the time, speaks of space, time, time, space. You are in the space of time, and you are spending time within that space. And this is why gravity, black holes, being in actual space, like void, all affect you differently because the time is being expressed differently while you're in that space. So anyway, everything from my understanding is real basic understanding of quantum physics is that everything co comes down to how the, rea the, the, the conscious observer projects reality. And a lot of the quantum physics books that I, I haven't finished any of them, but I've, I've, read at l I've read into at least three now. And it's heavy stuff, so I can only read maybe 50 pages and then I take a break from them. I just, I can't sit down and just digest quantum physics for a month while I read an 850 page book because that's how big my book is that I'm reading right now and I don't think those books are meant to be read that way I think they're meant to be digested because you're dealing with basically where math meets philosophy anyway so everything boils down to what's called wave function collapse and the conscious observer creates the wave function collapse and we know this is true because a lot of these quantum physicists have used the studies that were published during 9-11 so if you're not familiar the planet there's universities all over the planet that have random number generators and all these computers do all day every day is project numbers over and over and over and over on 9-11 and the days before and after, it was at, I think he said, plus or minus three. So there was a probability commonality of every random number generator on the planet of being within three numbers of one another. Creepy. Sorry about that. My computer decided to close the screen off, which it's not ever supposed to do, especially if I'm using it. But anyway... So these computers can, were generating numbers within three, plus or minus three probability of one another. On the day of 9-11, it was plus or minus seven to nine. He, he stated that to have a plus or minus of one was very unlikely. Two, pretty much 
very improbable. Three, almost impossible. And then into the numbers, like, they got seven to nine. I mean, that's, it's, it's literally the definition of impossible. It shouldn't have happened. If, if, this is the important part, if everything in the universe were random, which is what a lot of atheists believe, then that number would have never been achievable. The numbers show that the consciousness of the planet made the recording of the numbers different. And to anyone that can digest that kind of stuff, I mean, it just blows your mind. It's like, whoa, all right. So all that stuff's true about there being global consciousness and we're all one. And that's why I really like the Instagram tag where we go one, we go all. Because like the raw material states is that everything is an expression of one. So every human that you see on, the, and this is why it's so important not to judge people. And this, this goes to the original point of talking about how you don't poop on the sheeple just because they're not at the same level as you, is that everyone on the planet is an expression of you. So even the ridiculous, disgusting, pedophilia, satanic blood cults and child pornographers and all the rest of it, anything that you can think of, child abusers, animal abusers, whatever, those people, even though they are gross and make me want to throw up, are an expression of me. But the difference is, is that they are an expression of what we can see we don't want to be. And I like how in the raw material, raw states that you, like life is about, especially in the third density, is about desire. And he, he made it about, you know, if you were at a picnic, most of us to have a nice picnic would have family and friends and maybe a few drinks and some food and the kids are playing and music's playing and we're all talking about life and, you know, maybe talking about personal stuff or whatever. And then there's the other part of society that wants to rape and pillage and kill and destroy and burn and whatever and you know, that's, that's their decision. That's their choice. And I, I, I really, the, like he says, forgiveness stops the wheel of karma. So if you can forgive them for being who they are, which I do, I honestly, I really do. I don't like anyone out there that talks about killing someone or hurting someone or any of that stuff because of the things that they've done or think or say or whatever it, it's it's gross man it's not it's not how we move forward and a lot of people are you know like trying to basically insurrect the united states democracy by telling everyone that we need to go to war with with the government or whatever and that's that no no that is not going to get you there that is not going to progress humanity so Anyway, I'm doing a pretty good job. Usually when I record these things, I'm really choppy and it's not all at one. But I seem to be in a pretty good flow today. So I've just been speaking off the top of my head. I've only paused it a couple times because of uh, technological issues. I'm pretty impressed. So I got a little list here. And we're going to move down. So we rambled on on one bullet point <laughs> for about 20 minutes. 
But, uh, yeah, we'll, I'll start to wrap it up because it's been a while and I don't want to make these podcasts too long. Um, anyway, so third bullet point here is update. To give you an update on what's going on with me, um, not much, really. Uh, just enjoying the weather. We had quite a bit of rain and now we're finally getting some sun and the biggest updates are that they don't, I don't like calling it by its name, so I'm just going to say C-19. Um, see, I'm from the camp of every time you say a word, you project it. So when you have billions of humans saying a word over and 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 over, probably has an effect. Um, so, you know, C-19 starting to poke its head out here in Australia again, and I've been seeing what they've done in the U.S. and all the inflating of the numbers and whatever whatever so unfortunately i think my initial prediction of having a second wave is going to come true especially because the economy's gotten better in the united states and same thing here in australia they've seen that they that australians want to go out and they want to spend money and they want to drink beers with their friends at the pub and have sit-down meals and all the rest of it. They've, they've shown the government what they want, and now the government has to turn around. And So the, the premier here just said last week that the economy's not designed to be shut down and started up, shut down, started up. She, she took a bunch of heat from it, from the ABC, which is the Australian Broadcasting Company. It's a tax-funded, basically, arm of the left-wing party here. And they burned her for like, I don't know, man, probably a straight 24 hours. And then the next day she changed her tune, of course. These, these, you know, there's one thing that I want to see in the future from conservative voters. It's that we need to start holding these people accountable. Dude, if these people are not going to have a backbone, get out. See you later. We've wasted way too much time thinking that these people are going to change. No. Screw that. They change now. Or that's it. Like, I've lost a ton of respect for Scott Morrison. The guy who told me in March that we had a 14-day lockdown and then we would, everything would be back to normal lied to everyone in Australia. And all your governors over there in the U.S. are doing the same thing. We're almost 150. 50 days into stop the curve, quote unquote. I knew this thing was going to be ridiculous from the beginning. You know why I knew? Because the mainstream media propped it up on a pedestal and, and, and turned it into something that it never was. It was never how they portrayed it. You know, if this was killing 25% of the world's population... Let's be generous. Let's say 5%. Then maybe I would understand these types of draconian <laughs> communistic laws. But it's 99.7 survival rate. So whatever. That, that, that's, I, knew it, I knew it was bullshit from the beginning. I knew it. Anyway. So that's the update on that. They're... We'll find out tomorrow if we go back into lockdown, which I don't, I'm not holding. It's all right, boy. Bruno's a little wound up because I'm wound up now. It's all good. 
Um, so I'm a little worried that we'll go into another lockdown for no reason and they'll destroy millions of people's lives so that corporations can stay open because, well, they're essential. So, you know, the liquor stores, well, they're essential. Church, eh, it's not so essential. <laughs> As in, with the U.S. Eh, schools, eh, not so essential. Anyway, so that's the update on that. And then the other update is that I've been speaking to some people and quite a few people in my circle want me to write a book. So I might write a book on my life and start to finish and explain the road that I've gone down. And um, yeah, like I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, it, your, your brain doesn't understand when you think of something that happened from the past. When you think of something that happened in the past, your, your body pumps the same hormones, the same pheromones that produce the same exact biological, physical feelings that the actual event did. It may not be as intense, but it's still, it's, it's still going to do something to your actual physical body. So you, you got to be careful when you're reliving the past 24-7. Plus, I was going to mention earlier with the quantum physics stuff, there is no past, there is no future, there only is. As soon as the past becomes past, the way that he explained it is that it actually becomes like cloudy. Like it's no longer sure. Which I know is hard to explain, but that's how he explained it. So, anyway. Um, yeah, so the book and uh, yeah, I'm a bit worried about it because it's very personal and One of the biggest struggles I've had to deal with, and I've had someone reach out to me and mention how I put in one of the podcasts about how I almost committed suicide, and I told myself before I started doing this that I was going to be pretty much 100% honest, like, you know, the reason why I say pretty much, because, like, I don't want to start spouting real personal stuff out there so that people can you know, mess with me in real life and, you know, try and hack my identity or whatever, whatever, whatever. But I told myself before I did it that I was going to give people the full backstory and what brought me here. And the person mentioned the word brave. And I don't know if I see it as brave, but I appreciate the sentiment. But I just... I want people to understand that they're not alone. I mean, that's, I don't know how that makes me brave. That's, to me, it's, it's so primal. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be viewed as bravery. But I guess in today's world, you know, it takes a special someone to stand out and go against the grain. So, um, well, I'll, maybe the next episode I do, because this one's going pretty well. Maybe the ex next episode I do. I'll talk more about my diagnosis and what helped me get better. And, you know, I've had other people approach me and, you know, disclaimer, hey guys, I'm not a doctor, just like I'm not a quantum physicist, just like I'm not a, you know, p politician. I'm just a guy. I'm just giving you my opinion. And the, I have on my bullet points truth, like one of the other things I wanted to focus on is that I'm not the one-stop shop for the truth, everyone. I'm digesting what I've received from the universe, and I'm giving you my spin on it. It may or may not be true, 
it is definitely a thousand percent my truth, but it may, it may not be yours. And you should, every person that you listen to or research or whatever, you should take it with a grain of salt, never trust one person, and always look at more than one source. And, and I think that's the scary thing with a lot of the YouTube channels out there is like people get hooked on the... For example, let's use Alex Jones. People get hooked on Alex Jones, and it's like, well, Alex Jones didn't say it, so it's not true. And now I've seen, like, he's got some shady ties and under investigation, and, you know, he's got his own problems going on, because that's what happens. Like, there is no one-stop shop for the truth. The truth is inside you. And as the raw material states, the truth is the infinite, uni the infinite, intel infinite universal intelligence. I think he just calls it infinite intelligence. Or intelligence, intelligent infinity. One of the two. I guess it would be both anyway. That's what he said too, is that the universe is just a ton of paradoxes. Just paradox after paradox after paradox that you have to solve. Anyway, so don't, don't listen to me and then take everything that I say as 100% truth. You gotta go out there and you gotta look at this stuff on your own. But anyway, back to the mental health stuff. So maybe I'll do one that really focuses on how I got to where I'm at and what I've done and blah, blah, blah. Because I know that the, the, the people that do listen to me, because most people don't. Most people just write me off as crazy or I'm one-upping. That's one that people love all the time. They think I'm one-upping them. Like, no, I'm actually just trying to relate to you. I don't. I really don't think I'm better than anyone. I value every job out there the same. Because, like my mom says, if you go to a hospital and the board of directors doesn't show up, would you notice as a patient? Well, if you went to that hospital and none of the nurses were there, would you notice? You'd probably notice instantly. Whereas the board of directors, you wouldn't. You might notice them in months, weeks, days even, but it just shows like there is no, there is no better than, there is no job that's, that's beneath, at least me, what I would do, I think the army did a good job teaching me that, I'll do anything, I've scrubbed toilets, I've mopped floors, I don't care, it doesn't bother me, it's no big deal, man, now when you're making me do it to do it, that's a bit different, but to just do the job itself, like whatever, okay, no problem. I have a little problem when the NCOs are shitting all over the toilets because they have diarrhea from being drunk all the time and then laughing about it and joking about how the privates are going to go clean it up. That That's pretty gross to me. I, I'm not really a fan of that. I feel like if toxic leadership could be summed up in one, you know, event, it would be something like that. But anyway, so book, I'm going to start writing. I don't know, soon I'm going to have to do it in the mornings when my mind's fresh and um, I feel like I've always done my best work in the morning. But, yeah. Let me go to the last bullet point here, though, and that's, it says calling. And I wrote that down because I want people to understand that every single person can make a difference. If there is something in your what I would call higher self, soul, intuition, whatever, 
telling you that you should do something or it's like a you know little scratch on the back of your neck like man I know I should be doing this or should be doing that then you should do it stop worrying about it with your logical brain which is always going to take the safe way it's always going to take the safe route like one of the things that I even try to practice is sometimes when I drive home I take a random route because why not change it up mix it up get rid of the monotony don't listen to the mechanical brain. It's not always right, especially how we've been programmed. We're basically being run by our primal brain, our reptilian brain, the lizard brain, the brain that just constantly wants to get dopamine hits. That's all, that's all it wants. It wants to feel good 24-7. That's all it does is drive you to feel good. So... Anyway, let me wrap it up with my patented saying, stay woke, stay watchful. Uh -huh.